looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And buy tickets to our tour at whoweekly.us. Slash live. Come to Dallas. Come to Minneapolis. Come to LA, the second show. Come to Austin, the second show. Come to Vancouver, the second show. Come to New York City, the third show. Come see us at the Palladium in November. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a special show. That's going to be a special show. Oh, my God. We Lindsay and I figured out what we're wearing for the show. We got some oh my God. involved for that third show in New York. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really fun. So get tickets. We don't have to keep talking about tickets. We have to talk about something way more important, which is I opened up my little websites this morning, and I saw something so shocking, Lindsay. I, it's just going to blow your mind. What? Dolan twins Ethan and Grayson return to Instagram to tout new project. Can you believe? Come Can on. you believe? I thought when they left, they would never come back. They said, we're leaving Instagram. We're not returning. The Dolan twins are back. Well, sort of. YouTube twins, Ethan and Grayson. Well. The, just the descriptor as YouTube twins, really, I, I love it so much. Made uh-huh. a surprise return to social media on Wednesday, July 19th, causing fans to go into a frenzy. The Dolans both posted about a new project they've done together on their separate Instagram pages. I can't believe separate? it. They made a short film. Separate? They made a short film, but they promoted it on their separate pages. Okay, I just Googled the most famous twins. I'm like, are the... <laughs> Tia, Tamara. Like, have the ranking of twins like shifted? Like Mary Kate Ashley are the Dolans. Yeah, but not like it's like Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Dylan and Cole. It's not who you think, right? Mm-hmm. It's like not the Winklevoss, you know, it's not like Jenna and Barbara. Joel and Benji or something. Mm-hmm. It's not them either. Like mm-hmm. who are you know what I mean? Like it's the is it the Bella twins, you know? Is it, it might like be the Bella oh, they're, they're the Garcia twins. So I'm sorry. Are the Garcia twins more famous than the Bella twins? I don't I think the Bella twins are more famous. I truly think that like the most like buzzy twins right now are like Cole and Dylan Sprouse. Isn't that sick? <laughs> I hate it. It really makes me want to turn this podcast off. Like in terms of being like they're nostalgic figures, but then they're also like Gen Z f- loves them because like one was in Riverdale. Like I just, mm-hmm. it, that's crazy to me, right? Yeah, I mean, it's Google's crazy. not really helping, to be honest. Although they were just like, want to try AI to answer this? And I was like, yeah. And then it didn't <laughs> help. Here are some famous twins. Dylan and Cole Sprouse, Benji and Joel Madden, 
Aaron and Sean Ashmore, no. Jenna and Barbara Bush, Beyonce and Jay-Z had twins. I was like, okay, they're no. not twins. No. Brian, Nikki, Bella, Giovanni, and Marissa Rabusi. Um, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> J- Jessica and Lisa, or, oh, the Veronicas. The Veronicas are on this list, too. That's a terrible list. Who is the rich? They want me to ask who is the richest twin. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> this is the most awful list I've ever heard. No, the most famous twins are like the Sprouses, it's Mary-Kate and Ashley, it's Tia and Tamara, and it's the Dolan twins. They're number four. The Dolans. I think the Dolans are up there because they came back to Instagram to announce a new project. <laughs> Guess where I read this, by the way? Just Jared. Mm, close. Just Jared Jr. There it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, you're li- comments, you're and concerns. You're listening to Who Weekly Jr. Who <laughs> Weekly Jr. Oh, God. That would be so... Oh, God. What's up with Jacob Tremblay today? Oh, my God. You're right. He'd be at the end of every up. <laughs> What's, What's Jacob, Jacob Tremblay, Tremblay up, up to? to? What was he wearing? Where was he seen? Honestly, he's like kind of out there. He's kind of busy walking the red carpet for, you know, the Little Mermaid or whatever. What was he, he wearing? Where was he, he seen? He posted what on Instagram? He's the who king. One person. Want to know all about the Jacob Tremblay up to who is this Tremblay okay you're listening to who's there with the call-in show where we take your questions comments and concerns at 619 who them let's start with comments because there's a lot hey guys I have to pause the pod because the reason why Saranis was saying that um he was catching strays is because his daughter is the product of him cheating with another cast member from the first season of Insecure. And so people have kind of labeled him as like kind of a slime ball. And people are saying that his brother is also a slime ball. Um, so that's why he was saying that. And that's why he was mentioning that he hadn't been having sex and he's catching strays. Um, he kind of is a jerk. Um, maybe he's changed. But just want to let you guys know, um, Crunch Crunch, Lindsay Podcaster. He's a slime ball. <laughs> He's allegedly a slime ball. I kind of remember this, and I actually I remember kind this of too. remember it being really confusing as to what's going on here. There was like open relationship information. There was like, you know, uh, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of information here that kind of like never was confirmed or denied really about his situation. <laughs> he announced a surprise baby with Dominique Perry, who's also on Insecure, and then a woman named Kaylin was like, "We, I've been dating him for whatever." Posted an Instagram story in the middle of the night, apparently, and was like, "I've been dating him. This is a shock to me," and was mad. And then she deleted it and then apologized for posting the Instagram story. And she was like, "You know, I did it in the middle of the night. It was like passionate. Like we're fine, and I'm friends with Dominique, essentially." And what occurred was, you know, I had friends and family sending me something that I didn't have information on, and I'm human, and it made me feel how I felt, so I did a post and delete. This post was made in the middle of the night. Not too many people seen it, but now everyone has seen it. And since then, I have gained information and had a conversation that does not need to be completely shared with the rest of you guys. There's bigger things to be focused on and to move forward with, and that's about it, so. And that he never admitted to cheating. It just seems like it was very messy, and that there was a... (laughs) 
There was a lack of communication that was ultimately cleared up. Well, he said, y'all trying to make a man's life hectic. Damn shade room. <laughs> and then she wrote, I found out with the world, so I ran with it. It was in my feelings. Like, mm -hmm. he's going to be an amazing father, and we are going to continue to be close friends. That's shady. That's There's Kaylin. something so weird going on here. She just got, like, a direct... She got a call from his, like, manager or something. So you're saying, like, the cheating runs in the family? Is that what the caller's saying? It's the caller's saying. Being a slime ball runs in the family. Oh, I love slime ball. <laughs> Kiki's guy didn't even cheat. He was just an asshole. Geeky's guy was, yeah, right. That's what she said. Slime ball. Slime ball's just a good. That's good. Okay. Next okay. call. Hi, Bobby Lindsay. Second time calling on this episode. Um, and this time I'm weighing in as a Point Doom resident and as someone who was currently shopping at the Point Doom Mall the day after the Roseanne Arquette um, car crash when everything was covered in caution tape. And the thing that is super important to underscore and to drive home is that. The area that is caution taped off at the Point Du Mall is perhaps maybe 400 feet from where the parking lot starts. Like, she went into where, like, the tables, the, so, like, the pedestrian zone is, like, where everyone's hanging out, eating their breakfast burritos, and just kept driving. Like, kept going. Like, it is inexplicable how she got that deep into the mall. It is shocking. It is impressive. It is crazy. I'm happy everyone's okay. I'm out of breath because I'm on a walk. Um, but yeah, I just really need to drive home how insane that crash is. Crunch, crunch. So this caller is saying, like, she wasn't, like, parking and went the wrong way. She, like, something else. She drove, she drove somewhere that, feet. like... <laughs> 400 she... feet is a really funny distance. 400 feet. She drove 400 feet. From the parking lot to the tables. Interesting. The caller also mentioned the burritos. We got a lot of calls about how good the Lily's burritos are. And also people we know in real life are like, you don't understand. Point Doom is iconic because Lily's has the best burritos. So, uh -huh. okay. Cool. Okay, moving on. I feel almost stupid giving an update about this, but you did play in my original call about it. <laughs> but Alexa Bliss's hair extensions at her gender reveal part me party were just pink to begin with they were pink the whole time and they weren't part of the reveal but incidentally they are having a girl the reveal they did was ryan smashed a ukulele full of powder that revealed on it was a girl they were smashed it onto a bar stool and you can tell by the pink powder coating the bar stool that it's gonna be a girl bye so, in case you couldn't understand, the caller was sort of muffled. <laughs> it's an update on Alexa Bliss's, like, sex reveal party, and it turns out it's a girl, and the way they did it is not via hair. And, in fact, Alexa wore her hair with pink extensions, not pink and blue, so only pink extensions in her hair. They revealed it by smashing a ukulele against a stool, and then there was powder inside oh the ukulele, and the powder was pink. <laughs> I've never seen this one. You've never seen a classic uh, gender reveal ukulele smash? <laughs> no, look at this. You don't know about the classic ukulele smash? He smashed the ukulele in what looks like a bar featured on Bar Rescue. It's a very strange locale. Everything about this gender reveal is strange, and I feel like it was a lost opportunity. She could have done the hair. The hair would have been so funny. The idea where you shake out your hair like you said, like you know, know. like you're a like you're in a commercial. I know. And you just like 
you know, you just washed with Pantene? I just feel like anything, I guess like any, this is how low my standards are, is like any gender reveal doesn't actively hurt the environment. I'm like, okay with, you know, I think, I still think, I can't believe we're still doing this as a culture, but as long as it doesn't actively contribute to like the downfall of earth, then like I'm okay (laughs) with it. Isn't that sad? I mean, it's the world we live in now. The world we live in is constantly exploding with pink and blue smoke and fire. Every time I wake up, I'm like, the planet's dying. And then I open my email. One of my top, like, promoted emails, like, bullshit, I'm on a mailing list emails, was from Outdoor Voices. I bought one fucking pair of shorts from this place. You can unsubscribe. From Outdoor Voices. Lindsay, do you think I don't unsubscribe constantly? They never unsubscribe. Unsubscribe is a lie. Unsubscribe is a myth, okay? It's abusive, yeah. I open up an email from Outdoor Voices. The subject is, don't sweat the temps. And then it's just a photo of someone in a tank top. And it goes, what sweat? And I'm like, babe, there's a heat dome around the world. (laughs) Like, Outdoor Voices, do not try to gaslight me into telling me that it's not that hot out. But they're trying to sell you shorts, they're saying, like, it won't be that hot if you wear shorts or whatever. Ugh. New ultra-breathable performance stuff. I'm not worried about the heat dome. I'm in my new ultra-breathable performance. They haven't advertised with us in a while. I can be rude. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. been, like, three years. No, it's totally fine. Wait, so you're saying, they're saying to you, do you feel better when you realize you could be, like, even though the earth is dying, you could wear ultra-breathable shorts? No, I don't feel better. <laughs> but we're inventing new fabrics all the time. That's what's crazy, you know? We're still inventing fabrics. Do you feel better? Do I feel better? No. No. But I would feel so briefly better if I had a new pair of shorts, though. I don't <laughs> care what they are, but if some, if I had a new pair of shorts, like, I would forget about the earth for at least, like, 15 minutes. Would you feel any better if you had... What? New shoes on. Yes. Are you kidding? What's he up to, Paolo Nutini? We ask this, like, once every six months, and honestly, he's always, like, doing fine. He's playing a show soon. Oh, you should go. He's on tour in Scotland. Cool. Maybe he'll open for us. <laughs> Maybe we'll open for him. All right, we'll open for him. Lindsay, what is Rakuten? Tell everyone. I use. I have Rakuten. I'm looking at it right now in my browser, but explain. You're good at explaining what Rakuten is because you love it. It's the smartest way to save money when you shop. Duh. No. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is, but I'm, you're not, I'm not really telling you what it is. That's what it does. It knows where you're shopping. It says, here's how to save money. It gives you cash back for... All types of stores. Because Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and more. Your favorite stores like Dyson, Samsung, or Nike pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the commission with its members. That's you. Cashback is direct is deposited directly into your PayPal account, or Rakuten can send you a check. The choice is yours. Lindsay likes the PayPal account. I'm sort of into paper check. I like that idea. You can even maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. So shop for everything from fashion to beauty, home decor to groceries, even kids' school supplies. You're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer, and membership is free and easy to sign up. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten. Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cash back really adds up. Hi, this is Amy Poehler here to tell you about a new improvised show from Paper Kite Podcasts, the team that brought you Say More with Dr. Sheila. Check out our new parody podcast, Women Talking About Murder. It's a show about women 
talking about murder. Every episode features special guests, twists, turns, and the mystery of a missing co-host. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's, time- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Hi, Who Weekly. I was, I originally called the... Patreon, but then I realized that this movie is full of who's. So I'm calling to see if you watched Joyride yet. Because I saw it a few months ago because it was the premiere for film at the, um, like an Asian American, at the Asian American, uh, film festival in San Francisco. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, can you talk about Sherry Cola and Sabrina Wu, who are both queer stand-up comics? Um, I think Ashley Park and Stephanie Shu especially are familiar to everyone else, but um, I like them both. I thought the movie was good, and just listening to Patreon where you were talking about no hard feelings, so hopefully you can give some uh, weekly insight on an all-Asian-American, uh, female, and non-binary-led comedy. Crunch, crunch. Lindsay and Bubbler. So we talked about Ashley Park and Stephanie Hsu in the past, two of the four leads of Joyride, but there are two other leads in Joyride because it's an ensemble comedy like Bridesmaids or The Hangover or Girls Trip, where there are people of varying fame levels, and usually those people include one person who's like kind of totally random and no one's ever heard of it, and they have all the scene-stealing roles. It's very like paint-by-number stuff. That's Sabrina Wu. Well, it was kind of like Rebel Wilson when she first yes. was in Pitch in Bridesmaids. Perfect is Oh, in Bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And yes. like, that's kind of the Sabrina Wu role. Like Tiffany Haddish and Joyride. I kind of feel like, I know you saw this movie and I know it was good and I'm eventually going to see it or whatever, but like this weekend's box office is going to swallow this movie whole. They had like a little time. I feel like maybe some people saw it, but I feel like this movie is not going to get, it's not going to get the word of mouth that maybe it could have gotten if like a fucking Barbie didn't come out the next weekend, you know? 
And that's a shame. Like it's going to get smushed. Because this is a summer movie, not Oppenheimer. You know, like that's what's kind of annoying. Well, this is like the most fun I've had like in the theaters, like not counting Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, was was truly Joyride and No Hard Feelings in terms of like pure fun because seeing both of those were practically sold out when I saw them. And like just being surrounded by people who are laughing the entire time like rules. And it is unfortunate that that like... Now it's just going to be swallowed up by the nuclear bomb. Like Stephanie Shu was definitely, she got a huge Oscar nominee from, right. Like she, like that's no doubt. And like, this is her first role after that kind of, that's a big deal. But I feel like not a lot of people and shout out to her for like taking a movie. That's like a big ensemble, like raunchy comedy. I feel like that's kind of unexpected, but she was a comedian before she took everything everywhere all at once, or that's what she did. No disrespect to Ashley or Sabrina or Sherry, but, but like Stephanie Shu, like to me, like Stephanie like steals that movie. And I'm like, yeah, well, you're the fucking Oscar nominee. Everyone's good, obviously. But like Stephanie is so fucking funny in this movie. Everyone's funny. I guess maybe this is the plea to in case Barbie and Oppenheimer are sold out. Or if you're just if you got momentum, if you've seen two movies this weekend, why Go not see, see a three. third? I know. <laughs> Go see I heard it's good. Three. I'm definitely going to see it. I'm not like da- you I'm di- just you're saying gonna die. like. I'm going to see it. I'm going to love it. Obviously, I like I'm back into big budget uh, laugh riot comedies, but Mm -hmm. I are hard R comedies. But I just worry. It's like we're going to we're talking about these two. And I did a ton of research on them. And I was like, oh, they seem really great. It's just it's an unfortunate week to have any movie out or unfortunate time whenever like the only two movies people have cared about in mass in years are coming out at the exact same time. (laughs) Did you know that this movie was originally called The Joy Fuck Club, which is like the funniest thing about it? Yes, I heard that somewhere and I was like, that's so funny. Like, is that true? And they wrote about it in Variety. It was the working title of the movie, The Joy Fuck Club. It's very funny. It's very funny because they're also like, we were inspired by The Joy Luck Club to make like an all Asian ensemble, Mm -hmm. like funny movie. And it's like The Joy Luck Club was not a funny movie, but it is an inspiration (laughs) for like an ensemble Asian film. But like it would would inspire them. So it's just like very funny to do that. And this is an ensemble Asian comedy about, like, four Asian friends, like, reconnecting with each other and their lives and their heritage. But they also, well, like, are great. all really horny and they want to fuck. So I... I forget what the Joy Luck Cup was even about, honestly. And I saw it so long ago. Do you remember? Oh, it was about, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's about these mothers and their Chinese immigrants in the United States. And they all have kids, daughters, uh... and the daughters are born in the United States. And so it's about, like, the mothers and the daughters learning about each other. Well, mostly the daughters learning about the past of the mothers and, like, learning about each other's histories and their shared histories. And because they have, like, this club where they meet and play, like, mahjong together every week. So, like, vaguely related. Yeah. Because this is about, like, Ashley Park's, like, trying to find her birth mother. That's, like, kind of the the point of their little road trip that they go on while they're in China. So that's what's happening here. But, again, Stephanie Shu, Oscar nominee, everything ever all at once, Ashley Park, Best known for probably Emily in Paris. But Broadway, though. She was in Mean Girls on Broadway and then hired from there. And, mm-hmm. like, actually, we've had a lot of Broadway people do that, like, mm-hmm. make that jump recently. And into roles where they don't even sing. And then you kind of forget they sing. And then they're like, everyone's like, oh, they sing. And you're like, oh, yes. okay. Like, I don't care. You know? Uh, Was in Beef. Oh, yeah. Of course. So she we know these people. Yeah, great in Beef. And then the director and writer, Adele Lim, was, last time I heard about her before, like, this project was because she co-wrote Crazy Rich Asians, 
And then when they offered her to write the sequel, which is like in weird limbo and like, where is the sequel to this movie that was supposed to be more about Gemma Chan, right? Wasn't that the whole point was to follow Gemma Chan's story? She got offered like some insanely small, teeny tiny percentage of what the white co-writer was going to get for the sequel to Crazy Rich Asians. And she was like, well, fuck this. And then she spoke out about it. And that got a lot of attention. I don't know. I think there are a lot of like problems with the Crazy Rich Asians sequel. Who knows if that's ever going to happen. Point is, now she wrote this movie. She brings in, wrote and directed this movie. She brings in Sherry Cola and Sh- and Sabrina Wu. Sherry Cola, not a real name, two but a good stand-ups. name. <laughs> two well, stand-ups. Sherry Co- I mean, Sherry Cola is a very drag queen name, which is interesting to me. Like, <laughs> yes. like I don't, I don't think stand-ups usually give themselves like drag queen names, but it's fine. That's fine. Well, she got famous on Vine under the username Sherry Cola, and then she was like, right, "Well, I why. guess that stuck. <laughs> I guess I have to do this." No, it's funny because it's like the same origin story as like drag queens using puns for their names that are yes. like sexy girly puns, and then also like the idea that you would make a screen name, like a TikTok name or like a Vine name, that's also like a sexy pun. So I feel like mm-hmm. it's. It is the same kind of idea of an origin story of a name, but it's just like she does like it's giving Aquafina like you don't have to be Sherry Cola, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah, you can be Nora, and Aquafina's yeah. like, no, I'm Aquafina. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep spelling no, I'm gonna it keep like this. No, I'm gonna keep this weird name. Yeah, no, I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep. No, this. that's how it works. I I actually love it's it's such a it's really funny that Aquafina refuses to be refuses. Nora. Refuses. <laughs> no, it's so funny. It's really like funny. Aquafina straight up could have gotten an Oscar nomination for the farewell, and it would have been like. Aquafina. It would have been like, I don't know, Anne Hathaway reading out nominees. That's hilarious. No, it would have been. Anyway, so Sherry Cola got famous on Vine. When you put in her big viral Vine, I was like, am I going to recognize this? Like, will will this be one of the ones that I remember? And of course it is. I'll play a clip. You have to see her do the face, but like... Girls be like, funny face. I'm over here like... Of course I remember this Vine. Everyone remembers this Vine. It remembers every Vine, vine, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also a stand-up. Right. Also queer. She was an I Love Dick. Remember that? No. Remember who else was an I Love Dick? Roberta no. Calendres. Yeah. Iconic. Oh, I knew that. Your friend from high school. Well, after high school, but yes. Okay. Texas local legend. You know what's cool? She's the voice. Did you see Turning Red? And she has a very distinct voice. So that's what I was going to say. Even if you don't recognize her by face, you would recognize her voice if you watched Turning Red. The funniest thing, though, I saw about Sherry Cole, I was looking through her IMDb and I was like, okay... What has she been in that I've seen? Okay, turning red. Got it, got it, got it. She was a stand-up comedian. Okay, got it, got it, got it. She was coffee shop manager in a little film called Music. That's cursed. Directed by Sia. Sia, that's cursed. (laughs) That's so cursed. Couldn't find her ever speak about this movie. I understand why. Moving on to... Sabrina Wu. Sabrina Wu, who I feel like is kind of feels like one of those people maybe it's just because of having i've seen this movie and just because i know that like sabrina they like kind of have a lot of scene stealing moments this is their first movie ever and they're quite young they like basically just graduated from Harvard. <laughs> do they beatbox in the movie yes that's like one of their things <laughs> the beatboxing is so kind of random it comes in like kind of a funny random dance scene that happens in the movie i can tell you why it's because they wrote they it, in it in because exactly. Sabrina Wu can beatbox. Like, it's not because they wrote it in the original movie. It's because Sabrina Wu's, like, works beatboxing into their stand-up and, like, does a whole thing. And, like, that's part of it. And I, they definitely were like, yeah. we have to put you beatboxing in this because you're extremely good at beatboxing. I no. remember I would be, like, I remember, like, three years into beatboxing. Like, I'll just beatbox very quickly. But I would be, like, in the kitchen, like, I was, like, practicing. And I'd be, like... And there was just like one day where I was like, like my parents were both there and I was like, are you two like gonna react? Like, is that, <laughs> does that, that like surprise crazy. you at all that I can do that? I was like, listen, 
They're like nothing. Like there always is someone who is like this in these movies, you know, where it's like you need the true rando who's going to steal all the scenes and that's who they are. But I kind of love that like you can't really find there hasn't been much written about Sabrina Wu other than like a profile of them the from the Harvard, Harvard Crimson. Crimson. <laughs> like that's embarrassing and like actually kind of endearing to me. And it's like yeah. Sabrina Wu 20, which is like they graduated in 2020. Like that's crazy. <laughs> so Sabrina Wu 20, you know, and it's just like probably a lot has happened since they graduated from Harvard in 2020. But it is <laughs> Showing how green you are that, like, that's the only profile about you is talking about how you did beatboxing at Harvard. Yes. And they moved to New York and, like, got an internship working for The Daily Show. Started writing as a staff driver for Doogie on Disney+. Plus. That's, like, basically their only credit up until Joyride. Oh, my God. Not the, like, the Doogie, the Doogie Hauser like, reboot or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Funny. And so the story that they tell about this whole casting thing is that they auditioned in 2021 with like zero credits. And that was one year after graduating. But when they got the job announced on September 17, 2021 in Deadline, the photo that's used, I was like, wait, I just saw this photo. Where is this photo from? It's from the Harvard Crimson profile. Like that was the only photo that existed, the profile of them from Harvard Crimson. But they did, you know, they did their stand up on The Tonight Show. The Tonight Show. They've done like... It's a significant jump from the Harvard Crimson profile isn't the only thing out there. And obviously now there's this movie. So And but the beatboxing is just one of those things where when it happens in the movie, you're sort of like, okay, you're iconic at this. You must like you didn't learn this for the movie. They wrote this in. And then you do one Google and you find out, yeah, they wrote this in because we found out that's your talent. So we wrote it into the movie. Hey everyone. I um I have some impressions for you all. Okay. First impression. That was a hot girl pooping. <laughs> Second impression. Um, that was the economy. <laughs> That's all I know about it. Um, okay, last last impression. Um, stop! Stop! Stop, that was nothing. (laughs) Anyway, so while you're at the theater this weekend, when Barbie ends and Oppenheimer ends and it's 8 p.m., joyride. (laughs) And the only showing is for that, like, freaking, like, Jim Caviezel movie. (laughs) (laughs) The sound of, sound of. The sound of freedom. The sound of freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, it sucks that this movie is coming out at at this particular moment, but the movie's actually doing, I think, pretty well, like for an independent little comedy, like a little Lionsgate comedy. It's made over $10 million. Okay, that's great. That's good. That's great. That's great. There is like a scene that is more so than anything that happens in No Hard Feelings, like brings the theater to its knees, essentially. So, and that's a Stephanie Shue moment. Um, Speaking of bringing people to their knees. Me. Hey, Who Weekly. Um, I've called a couple of times because I keep mispronouncing Daisy Chazay's last name. But um, in the spirit of SpawnCon songs, um, he has released a Meow Mix remix um, of the Meow Mix jingle, which I don't know, I think it could be fun to play. But on a less fun note, um, the Meow Mix jingle was apparently used to torture um, people by the CIA um, in Guantanamo Bay. So it lends itself to the important question, will this remix also be used to torture people? That's 
that would be a very, very dark legacy for a spawn song. Okay, showing hope. It's already been used to torture people. <laughs> I'm, I'm tortured by this remix. I mean, I just like as an InSync fan, like as like that was my identity for so many years. This really is like an interesting archaeological kind of study completed. It was like, when will the final InSync member who like kind of kept to himself and like really kind of didn't do a lot of didn't do any of this stuff and like didn't really like have any interest in like the reunion and, mm -hmm. and like when would he fall? You know, like when would he succumb to like capitalism and kind of like do something embarrassing like this. I mean, they've all, I mean, Justin Timberlake, I guess, kind of doesn't count within this because he had like his second mm -hmm. career. Now he's more known as Justin Timberlake than he is known as like a member of NSYNC. But like Joey, Chris, Lance, they've all embarrassed themselves to no end, you know? Like they've <laughs> all been on like the most embarrassing cruises and like the, you know, they've done Spawn. Joey's in like My Big Fat Greek Wedding, whatever mm -hmm. that one is, three, the AI generated three. one. Yeah, the AI generated one. <laughs> yeah, the, the AI fully, one, yeah. The first fully AI movie, you know? If you haven't seen the trailer for my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, watch it. It's it looks AI. like AI. It looks like it's ChatGPT. It's, it's AI. Scary. It's mid-journey. It's weird. So <laughs> he's the, so JC doing this, this Meow Mix spawn and it being so completely embarrassing in the funniest way really is like, I hope he got like a million dollars. I know he didn't, but I hope he got like a million dollars because this really is like the end of an era. You know, it feels very um, final, you know, it feels like that picture of um, George W. Bush being told about 9-11 by someone <laughs> like whispering his ear and it's like while he's reading a children's book like, yeah it happened sir it happened <laughs> you know and I, I'm George the w. fifth end sink fell and you're <laughs> the, and you're the whisp you're the whisperer and you're like Lindsay JC Chazay did the music <laughs> and I'm like uh, 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 you just stay there uh, and they have to come uh, back 10 minutes later it's like did you hear us JC Chazay did the music <laughs> and I'm like uh J.C. Jose talks. You want to read this? You read it. It's, you read it. You read it's it. The it's the worst painful. headline. It's it's Billboard. J.C. Jose talks joining a cat boy band from Yao Mix and reveals why he's the least active in the NSYNC group chat. That's just misery piled upon misery. It's like it's to say that, like, also, I really don't like my friends. Like, I don't like these people. Like, it, like it ends with this weird dig. It confirms like what I'm saying to you. It's like. Jason Chazay does this embarrassing spawn thing that like he held out from doing for a long time. And then like the reason why he's kind of like above it all is like, I don't really care about my former NSYNC band members and mm -hmm. I don't really answer their group chats or whatever. Yes. It's so depressing. And I have to play the clip of this song now. Here it is. I can't even hear this. I can't hear this. Meow, 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 meow. And the cats are like scary puppet cats. I, like I find them really unpleasant to look at and I love cats. And they're in a sort of like puppet hangar. It's the same location as the I Want It That Way music video, but it's for cats. Of it's course just, it is. This is not Spawn, obviously. It's just like, I don't know if I'm... It, what? Part of it is sort of like, oh, this is so miserable for him, but I bet the payday was pretty good. No, I'm sure there's a reason why he took this. It's like after not doing stuff like this for a long time or kind of doing it so sporadically and quietly. Yes. 
And it's so absurd that it's almost not embarrassing. You're kind of like Slay. You're kind of like, okay, yeah, exactly. No, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Thanks to the brilliant Meow Remix Creative from incredible agency brand partners and publicists, BBH, JMS, BCL Entertainment, knew that the talent had to be legendary. Bet Levi, talent producer of the campaign Ugh. and founder and CEO of BCL Entertainment, said of the new collaboration of press statement. Beyond JC being part of one of the most iconic boy bands of all time, his interest in engaging and contributing to unique campaigns made this partnership so natural and authentic. I'm sorry, unless he's a literal fucking cat, it's not natural and authentic. <laughs> right. Well, that, that press release was was written as a fill-in-the-blank. They would have put anyone's name in that, you know? I know. It's so crazy to me. I love it. And so when I was reading more about this Meow Mix thing, A, mm-hmm. before we get into the fact that they've been doing remixes for a very long time, I did not know that. Me neither. Which gets to my greater point about this. Actually, I'll just get to it now. The fact that they've been doing these Meow Mix remixes for years, and this is the first one that I've ever heard, means to me... This was a sleigh. They did it. Because I'd never noticed a Meow Mix jingle remix before. They finally got our attention. By getting JC Chasse. Right? Mm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was reading about this, and it's just like ChatGPT, AI, whatever all the other ones are called, taking over like those fake websites that just like scrub the internet and then regurgitate it via AI. This is so ChatGPT. I know that AI wrote this lead for one of those fake websites that was writing about this Meow Mix JC Chazé thing. For some belonging to the older generations, it could even be a shock. Meow Mix, the classic food brand, has been renowned since the 70s for its famous jingle, the Meow Mix theme. But we are in 2023, and it's time to make everything refreshed. That's how the new commercial was born. Meow Mix jingle remix interpreted by a cat band in the style of 90s pop. And the singer leading them is JC Chazé who rose to fame in that decade as part of the boy band NSYNC. Let's see what happened. <laughs> like, it's really giving computer. Oh, this God. This AIS paragraph. Do you want to rank them? Rank who? <laughs> the cats. No, NSYNC. Well, I was just going to say, honestly, justice for like one of the most misguided album titles and covers of all time, J.C. Chazé's, um solo effort, Schizophrenic. Do you remember this? <laughs> <laughs> Only because you've brought it up many times to me in the past. On the cover, he's in a straight jacket. I never listened like, to it. Like, it really is like, it, this cannot fly. You know, this was such a misguided. <laughs> I mean, I guess at the time we were less sensitive to things like this, but naming your album Schizophrenic with you on the cover wearing a straight jacket. Also, InSync is no stranger to straight jackets. I Drive Myself Crazy was an entire video themed around like being in a mental institution because like you love your girly too much. By the way, great video. I understand it's problematic now, but it's a great video. God. (laughs) Featuring the song Some Girls Dance With Women and All Day Long I Dream About Sex. I was going to say All Day Long I Dream About Sex is the funniest song title. Blowing Me Up With Her Love. Oh my God. It was on the soundtrack to Drumline. Everybody was really rooting for J.C. Chazé to, like, have the moment, but... The true heads were like, he's the most talented one. He's the most talented one, you know? (laughs) I know. The title and cover art to Schizophrenic attracted criticism from mental health groups for misappropriating schizophrenia, the brain disorder. Chazé issued an apology clarifying that his album title and cover art was not in reference to the clinical definition of the term, but to the album's varied musical styles. (laughs) It deserved to flop. It deserved to flop. He's Sorry. fine. So let's 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 rank these. What am I people. ranking them from who to them? The whoiest InSync member will always be Lance because like since InSync existed, he has just been nonstop who. You know, like he has a new 
a podcast where he interviews like other 90s people and I'm like, oh my God, please. Mm-hmm. Please. He may be more famous than Chris Kirkpatrick and Joey Fatone, but like you're right in that he is like a textbook who. It's so hooey. Like he started like a rom com, you know, like on the line is very oh, straight rom com. Yeah. So it goes just like, Lance Bass, yeah. Chris Kirkpatrick, JC Chasse, Joey Fatone, Justin Timberlake. I don't know. Well, I you, just feel like you put Joey that far up. Because of my big fat Greek wedding. I think that that's actually like kind of iconic of him being in my big fat Greek wedding. Okay. I mean, yeah, what do you think? I guess. I mean, Joey is also kind of just hooey. Like, he hosts random things. He's, like, giving uncle. He loves to, like, be, like, the random host of a of a game show called, like, Guess the Song that airs for, like, four episodes. You know, he is kind of hooey like that. I just feel like this is a we're, – we're, we're kind of messing with our rules here by saying that – Well, I'm not. I'm just going more for the hooey actions versus the, like, who are they of it mm-hmm, all, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess really if you want to be authentic, it's like... The least famous is Chris. If you took away NSYNC, if you'd never heard of them, which of these men would you might have encountered outside of that? And it's like, obviously, it's going to be Joey and Lance and Justin, you mm-hmm. know? You and don't encounter Chris Kirkpatrick. Chris. You don't really encounter JC Chasse. For a reason, because he's very much like, I'm out of the spotlight, unless he's doing his Meow Mix remix. And then he's like, I'm yeah. back in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. You know? I know, I know. <laughs> he says that he's working on a musical. I keep saying that in headlines, but we don't know which one. He's like, I'm working on a musical. I'm working on a musical. Okay, I'm sure it's good. Okay, sorry. Joey Fatone hosted a, a game show called Common Knowledge, where two teams of three compete to answer practical everyday questions that everyone should know. Oh my God, it's literally like adulting the game show. Mm-hmm. It's like, when do you change the filter on your dishwasher? <laughs> God. It aired for quite a few years, actually. He did an interview with people this week. Who is Chris? to Meow Mix. No, JC Chasse. Oh, okay. So the exclusive that people got, which is basically a press release combined with an interview, is mm. JC Chasse has been busy writing two musicals, M-Dash and Dancing with Cats. Exclusive. The NSYNC alum opens up to people about his latest partnership with Meow Mix and a potential future concept album for one of his In the Works projects. There's just like nothing here. There's nothing here. Yes, but the girlies will always love JC because the, you know, the the potential. Joseph Kahn directed one of these Meow Mix remixes. I can't believe this. Also, Fallen from Grace. No, well, you know, you got to work where you can. Yeah, it's true. Okay, next call. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my made bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. 
Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. The Sprouses are officially spoused. Crunch, crunch. We already talked. Wow, how did we like They're lead spouse. with twins and then we end up at Prouse spouses? A lot of these headlines where it said the Sprouses are spouses, which is very funny to me, made it seem like that the Sprouse twins were spouses, like they married mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. When in fact, I what like they that. meant was that Dylan Sprouse got married to his model girlfriend in Hungary. Cole was there, but he didn't. Yeah, get he married. was there. Barbara Palvin. I always forget what she looks like. I was telling you this. I always forget what Barbara Palvin looks like. She's very kind of unmemorable, but she's just she looks like a model. She looks like a blonde white model girly. She was like a Victoria's Secret right before Victoria's Secret became like extremely irrelevant and people stopped mm-hmm. caring about them. But she was kind of part of the last oh, question mark group of girlies that got like to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Sprouses will ever be thems? <sighs> I think that, I think I think uh, Cole might be a them. I can't tell them apart, so that's my own issue. That's why I have a hard time oh, making easy. either of them thems. Come on. No, I really what? can't tell them apart. Colin is so much more dirtbaggy than Dylan, <laughs> just in the whole vibe. You, If you can read vibes, you can tell them apart. Come on. So Cole is more dirtbaggy than Dylan. But when they're right next to each other, it's it's real. It is kind of hard. Well, they are identical twins. Sure, but they're not next to each other like that often anymore because like Dylan runs like a mead shop in Brooklyn and Cole's like busy smoking cigarettes on Caller Daddy. Cole's dirtbaggy. Dylan's not dirtbaggy. That's what it was. That's why I was confused. Okay. Dylan usually has like longer hair. I don't know. I don't know how to. Li- I'm. I'm. It's more of a vibe. You have to feel to tell them apart. It, you have to feel it. You know. Mm-hmm. The main. My main takeaway from this is that I was a surprised they got a Vogue spread, but maybe not really because she's an actual famous model. And B, the photos are really good. She's a model. Like they. It makes sense. It makes sense. She's a model. Mm-hmm. You know. They're going to do a model, a Vogue spread for a model. And I think I'm just always sort of mystified, A, because I don't watch Riverdale anymore, but I'm kind of mystified by how famous the Sprouse twins continue to be, even though, again, I do think they're both Who's. They're just like kind of top tier Who's. I mean, they're really like nostalgia Who's, but the argument against that is how often they get covered in press and stuff and how well Mm -hmm. that does. That like clicks really well for them, I think, because they keep on like putting them back in when the information about them is not even that good. You know what I right. mean? Like th- like Dylan and Barbara, Dylan Sprouse and Barbara Pelvin being like a couple to watch is like very funny to me. Yeah. You know? and, they got, and now they're married. And they got married in Hungary and it like made a bunch of headlines. Like that's very weird. Mm-hmm. But okay. But it's real. 
And Sprouse rhymes with spouse. And so, of course, everyone had a good time writing headlines about it. Yeah. Even Vogue. I think that was their, like, Instagram caption. It was like, the Sprouses are spoused. Okay. I do think there that Cole Sprouse has kind of a – has a capture on, a, on Gen Z in a way that not a lot of other celebrities do. And that's why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of bored by them, so we can move on. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. Medium time, medium time. Sometimes first time. And we are two culture producers who have just now learned that Jennifer Lopez's two kids, Max and Emmy, share the same name as the two kids from the show Dragon Tales. So we have two questions for you. First question, did did Jennifer Lopez do it on purpose? And the second question is, Dragon Tales, a who, a them, or nah, uh, a Vietnamese? Crunch, crunch. This was like a short play. I feel like they scripted it out and read it. It's kind of beautiful. You know what I mean? They even sent us, they even tweeted at us a photo of them like on the phone. I loved it. I love this performance piece. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like I, I was witness to it, you know, which is nice that we inspired art. I never watched Dragon Tales. I have no connection to this, but it is sort of a coincidence that the two main characters of this show are named Emmy and Max. I feel like if she had named her kids after Emmy and Max from a show called Dragon Tales, she would have spelled the Emmy the same way. And I think that's kind of a giveaway as to not be what she named them after. Yeah, Emmy is spelled, J-Lo's Emmy is E-M-M-E. And Emmy is E-M-M-Y as in the award. If we're going to play an I don't know her really quickly, I really don't think Jennifer Lopez knows what Dragon Tales is. I don't know. She has kids. Like, that's kind of how you know these types of things. Like, I know about Dragon's Tales because of babysitting. I just think that it's not. It's it. I, but I think you babysat you when Dragon Tales was on, and it's not on anymore. Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Emmy was born 2008. So in the final years of Dragon Tales, I think that once Emmy was old enough to be, like, watching TV and consuming TV, the show was already off the air. I mean, also, it's just like, how can you even, like begin to think about or guess what j-lo knows and doesn't know i've read on the j-lo like i'm not sure what she knows have you seen the most recent on the j-lo by the, the most way? recent on the j-lo it's, made me crack up when it was just like a uh, lyrics she put the lyrics to a song that she's like working on called midnight trip to vegas, midnight trip to vegas. Really her like ben affleck married ode ode to marrying ben affleck in vegas when they drove to vegas to get married and then she, like, attached a clip of her, like, listening to it. Mm-hmm. Did, did you, mm-hmm. It's not a good song. It's crowded with families and agents. <laughs> That's one of the lyrics. I mean, has, it's crowded with families and agents. This is why you shouldn't be writing your own music. Room reservations. Which destination? Pops, helicopters, event of the ages. Caught in the matrix. Oh, my God. Maybe she's a genius, actually. This is just to say, I don't think she named her kids after Dragon Tales. Throw the kids in the back of the pink Cadillac and just us in the bathroom changing. Midnight trip to Vegas. Both our hearts are racing. I'll pick you up late. We don't have to wait. Yeah, let's do something crazy. There would have been a story about this. She would have mentioned this somewhere. At some point in the last 15 years, she would have know. mentioned Wait, it. Are you going to play the clip of the song that it's I was just reading It's not loading for me. From? It was like, oh. I tried playing it again. And like, you know, her website's... You have to put your email in Her website's really weird because you have to put your oh, email in once you click a link out. And when you put the link out and type in the email address, sometimes it's buggy. I run into this problem before where like you click on the photo. It's like, play video. And then it takes you to an like external website. Okay, here it is. Then you whisper. Okay. 
babe, it's not going to work. It's not hitting. <laughs> You're letting like Dua Lipa lap you if you're going to put out this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Come on. She doesn't care about music. She cares about Delola, you know? I know. She doesn't. You're so right. She doesn't. I think that's the bottom line is she doesn't care about music. She cares about performing and alcohol brands and making money and like being with Ben. If she could perform this as a beat poetry piece, she would. You know, she doesn't care about music. She doesn't. She cares about sipping from her bedazzled sponsor Delola sippy cup you know no it's her right to not care about music okay it's true she's earned it's it. her right she's earned it she's, she's earned, earned it. she's earned the privilege to not care about music anymore she barely cared about it in the big in the first place somebody <laughs> should go to jlo and be like you know what you've earned it you don't have to do music anymore you actually don't have to do music anymore you've earned it you're mm-hmm. good we're good culture's good mm-hmm. act again please yeah, she's great at that. Mother. I mean, she wasn't mother. She like slayed Netflix, apparently. Did everyone watched mother? mother. Everyone no watched mother. mother. I didn't watch you it, didn't, but everyone you did. You didn't watch mo- No, yeah. they didn't. They didn't. It like had all those hours. Didn't you see how many the hours ref- it was watched? The refusal to call that the mother and not just mother is just like a real misreading of culture. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, I'm thinking. Okay, next call. Okay. Good morning, BLT. Long time, long time. I called yesterday about Jungkook um, and his new song. Uh, by the way, my friend is a huge BTS fan, and she's very upset that I pronounced his name. And she affectionately refers to him as Cookie, so I, too, will refer to him as Cookie. Um, but so I called yesterday about Cookie's new song with Lotto, and I uh, brought up just other songs that count the days of the week. But... Um, since then, as a new development, Lotto has come out with a brand new meal with Wingstop. And it got me thinking about different wing sauces. Hers is lemon pepper herb, I believe. Um, and also it's 21 Nuggets because, you know, 777-21. But also she's allegedly dating 21 Savage, the rapper. So this is a little nugget. Um <laughs> Nugget, because you know, like chicken nuggets and chicken nugget. Okay, um, so uh, yeah, so what was the song? Yes, I'm calling because I'm wondering if you guys could rank the wing sauces from who to them. I don't think you've done that before, but yeah, so she has a new wing meal out, and her flavor is lemon pepper herb. If you guys could rank like wing sauces, like when you go to a wing place and they have like the different flavors you could pick. I hope you guys have a great day. Scarjo, yummy pop. Bye. Wingstop. Uh-oh, Love Wingstop. I knew you. I, I knew you like Wingstop too. That's why I was like, this is a good call. And also we have a very, we have very specific parameters. So it's the Wingstop wing flavors. They're classic flavors, not their like seasonal rotating flavors. Like the one that Lotto was doing now. That's like lemon something, whatever the Lotto one is, like the special ones. We have the kind of classic ones. I narrowed it down to seven. Lemon pepper, buffalo, hot, barbecue, atomic, mild, and garlic parmesan. Okay. Rank them. From who to them? This is hard. Or what do you think the themiest one is? Because I think it's kind of obvious what the themiest one is, right? Buffalo? Buffalo, right? Yeah. Right. But I think, honestly, like a barbecue being like a close second. 
Yeah. You know, because people love hot wings. So like the hottest, the hot flavor is going to be first. Then I think the sweet flavor is second. But where do you put hot? This is also kind of a from the, you know, recent popularity of the wing interview show, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So hot, you're right, because hot is hot. Now... And atomic are other are also hot. I know, but nobody wants atomic like buffalo. But in terms it, of who them, we know it's there though. Is it like buffalo BBQ hot atomic? But then I feel like lemon pepper is like a huge wings flavor that people really go for. You want the reprieve? Yeah, I love lemon pepper and I love garlic parmesan. I would say like buffalo's first, then barbecue, then lemon pepper, even then hot, then atomic, then like. Garlic Parmesan, then mild. Then mild. mild. Then Who's mild. ordering mild? They're loser. Yeah. What do you? What are your go-to flavors? Buffalo, honestly, because you know what I re- love. I mean, I don't even know if Wingstop doesn't give you these, but I love celery and blue cheese. Like I'm a real oh, stand yeah. on that. Oh yeah. Like I need for my hot wings to come with like the cooling snap of like crispy celery. Yeah. Or carrot. Like that's key for me. But I haven't had wings in a while. What's your go-to? I mean, I like, bu- I just like buffalo, buffalo and garlic parm. Those are my two favorites. You know who has great wings? Um, Meckleburgs. <laughs> really? Wanna... Are they like a hundred dollars? Everything at Meckleburgs no. is like. <laughs> no, they're not. They have okay, like a wing good. night, and they're like affordable and delicious. And that's a very local thing for you. But I think Wingstop, which there are many of them, has delicious wings. Delicious mm-hmm. wings. I liked Wingstop. I eat Wingstop a lot in. Call, but I also eat Wing Zone. I remember we mostly eat Wing Zone because it was a local chain, and yeah, they like fair. they were open like twenty four hours. So you could get like Wing Zone at like two a.m. It was iconic. But they're the same flavors. These flavors I feel like are sort of the ones that exist everywhere. No, it's true. I do think that like Buffalo and Hot and Lemon Pepper are like the three that you see in New York, and I think it's probably regional. You yes. know, Lemon yes. Pepper feels very Ring Wing Stop specific to me, mm-hmm. but I know that people love that seasoning. So let's do it one more time. It's good. Then to who? Then to who? Buffalo. Buffalo. Barbecue. Lemon pepper. Hot. hot, Atomic. Garlic parm. Mild. mild. Yes. Great. Great. I'm glad we did that. Um, Next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, In honor of Troy Saban's new uh, single, Rush, are poppers a who or a them? French French. Are poppers a who or a them, Lindsay? One, two, three, them. Who? Oh, really? <laughs> people know what poppers are. I still are. feel like they, I still feel like a lot of people don't know what papas are. Poppers are. Poppers are. <laughs> poppers are. I think people know what papas are. Okay, fine. Maybe it's who. Okay, it's a niche them. No, but I mean, like, a... think about it. Like, it almost yeah. feels like, it still kind of feels like a fun little secret for like, and also, people, they're not even, like, legal. They're still sold as, like, VHS cleaner. VHS cleaner. Like, the government yeah. isn't coming for poppers because they're not thems. You know what I mean? If the government, <laughs> if, like, if poppers were thems, the government would be like, wait, hold on. Gay people have been sniffing VHS cleaner and, like, we just let this happen and they sell it, you know? And I thought this was leather cleaner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, that's, that's so, cra- that's crazy to me. Like, uh-huh. fully branded VHS, VH- do I keep saying VHS? I mean, VCR. VCR. VCR cleaner. Yeah, tape deck cleaner. Tape deck cleaner. Huh. I, anyways, I don't want long live poppers, but I just think that like they live under the radar uh, just enough to like exist. So they're got they got to be who's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. thank God, you know, the FBI has better things to worry about. You might have been a vending machine at Singer's. You know that? I mean, they're incredible there. They know. They know what to sell at a vending machine, which is like, I think they sell like donuts too from there and <laughs> poppers and six. Okay. Next call. I love this call. 
Long time, long time. Hey, BLT. Uh, my question is, who is Bun B? I'm assuming he's a who, but is he a them that I just don't know about? Um, crunch, crunch. Leanne Cuisine. So, Lindsay and I had two reference points for this because I was like, oh, I was just thinking about Bun B because I know that he opened this new burger place in Houston because it, like, is going viral and people are, like, I've seen it on, like, Instagram reels and stuff. Like, I've seen photos of, like, well, my Instagram reels are, like, weird food shit. What is it called? It's called Trill, Trill Burgers. Burgers. Bun cool. B's Trill Burgers. And it's, like, seems like it's quite popular. Like, all the videos I've seen, it's, like, surrounded by lines. What I didn't know is that last year he won the Good Morning America, like, Best Burger in the Nation challenge. Oh, and, and that made it even more famous. A burger well, it was, like... It was. It didn't have a brick and mortar location until very recently, and so now that's really popular, and people are going on TikTok and like taking videos of it. They're like Smash Brother burgers. They're like really crispy on the edges. They look really good. So I thought that it was because great. of this. But this isn't the reason that the caller called about Bun B. I don't think after you revealed this. I mean, I think that it's very like revealing of me to re- to like announce my how broken my brain is, which is like I immediately saw this and I was like, no, this is because of like a viral Twitter like moment where there is a photo of Taylor Swift meeting Bun B at a party. And people, some people, cool people were like, oh, that's cool. Bun B met Taylor Swift. And then some people were like, Taylor Swift was at like a weed dinner. Yeah. Anyways, the caption was from Bun B. Bun B posted a photo of them shaking hands, which is very funny that somebody captured this. About last night, got a call in the middle of dinner to meet Matt from Aster Club NYC at an Uno game. Random. Turns out it's Quest Love Party with food from cannabis chef slash educator, the chef Nikki, which was amazing. Quest calls Jazz Beasy, who I haven't seen in years. On my way out, he says, I take a picture with you and Taylor, who turns out to be the Taylor, as in Taylor Swift, who couldn't have been more nice and kind and personable. I've only met two other people who make you feel this seen and heard in an interaction before, and that's Barack Obama and... And Beyonce. My question is, does that make me a Swifty? I think he's mistaking because he of the I'm thinking it just because of the two other people he named. I think he's not wrong that she was nice, but I think he's mistaking like star power and enigmatic kind of just the draw of like a superstar with mm-hmm. kind of like being seen. Because I think that the three things, the thing that Barack Obama, Beyonce and that Taylor Swift have in common is that they're superstars. Mm-hmm. Like and whenever they meet anyone, even a glimpse your way is like the most life affirming kind of moment of your life. <laughs> So it was technically a weed dinner, but... Well, people were like, she ate at a weed dinner? And it's like, first of all, who cares? Second of all, I guess somebody was like, she didn't or something. She was there, and this was a couple of weeks she ago. She was there, playing Uno with Questlove or whatever. Yeah, okay. Let Taylor Swift eat some weed at mm-hmm. a dinner. I don't know. Who cares? But is Bun B a who or a them? This is, this I is think hard. he's a who. He's yeah, a I who. think he's probably a who. But he's kind of like one of those like underrated everybody loves this guy. Because he's like, you know, his what he's the been biggest around for song so long. is International UGK. players have them. Yeah, right. Because yeah. he's part of like. He's part of the yeah. duo, UGK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he also had solo stuff. But definitely his biggest song was part of the duo. And it's International Players Anthem, which is still International Players Anthem is one of those songs that at this point is what, like 15 years old. You hear it on like reels and TikTok. Like it has... I mean, it itself is sampling older songs, but it's like it's got one of those like vibes that's good for like <laughs> soundtracking a TikTok, essentially. I do think that he's a who. Bun B who. And oh, he's from Houston. So he's that's from why Houston. he yeah. got it. Okay. And all the reviews like make it seem really, really tasty.
Okay, that's it for today. So thank you for calling in at 619 Who Then. Leave questions, comments, and concerns. Keep calling in to 619 Who Then. Leave more questions, comments, and concerns for next week's show. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read the theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on Patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, occasional newsletters, and more. Buy tickets to our live shows, theweekly.us slash live. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Jacob Tremblay. Up to. Hi, Weekly. Um, so, Francis Ford Coppola posted in an Instagram Q&A that Megan Trainer is one of his favorite artists. I don't really have a question except why? Why? Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I think I have food poisoning, but I was just sitting next to my toilet about to throw up, and I thought, what's Terry Hatcher up to? If you could uh, look into that, that would really heal me. Thank you. Crunch, crunch. Good morning, uh, BLT. Um, long time, long time. I meant to call this in at the very end of fiscal year 23, but, you know, shit's been busy. And while I'm waiting online for T-Swift Euro Tour tickets, I wanted to share a list of potential sign-offs from the last year that I thought were, we'll say brought me some joy. Um, and, uh, and here we go. Your planets are lovely Hubble, Tori on Vizio, Earth for Best Limited Planet, Old Dylan the German on Vizio, Isabel Hubert at Nickelodeon Fest, Keskese Nick Fest, Picture Me High Up, I Almost Never Eat Meat, You Got This One, Promising Young, Promising Young, Woman, Woman, etc., etc., Lindsay, Booby Engineer, Hope the Prank, A Gag, A Bit, Help, 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 Pray for Rita Ora's Ankles, Bobby Fingers at His Best, Prince Jackson, Heal America Party for Parties, Baby, it's space. Timmy at the Met. Obviously, I'm adding my own intonations here, but I think they're worth. I think they're worth considering. We're considering any of them. Highbrow, lowbrow, bleachbrow. Como se dice insurrection? They're not thems, but they're who we got. Breaking rights and munchkins. Ooh, my chicken's here. Masala vibes. She fried, married a French mom. I love. I love my truck, but it's an SUV. Silver Farm, by Brownstone, Sarah Burrell's in Brooklyn. This is not an Old Testament podcast. Protect our pop stars. Truly, protect you guys. You're the best. Peace. Okay, Lindsay Bobby, I have to tell you that I once went on a really bad first date at Lily's Malibu, where Rosanna Arquette drove her car into. This date... The guy showed up in sweats. He basically complained about how much he hates LA the whole date. Um, at one point, he also basically said that he thought everyone in college should study computer science and that the humanities aren't important. And I had to defend the humanities on a first date at Lily's Malibu. 
which, by the way, is, like, the only good place to get a burrito in Malibu. Um, so, yeah. Um, I hope the burritos are okay. Um, my first date at this place was weird, and I hope it opens, though. I hope it's okay after Rosanna Arquette crashed her car into it so that other people can go on terrible first dates with guys in sweats who don't think the humanities should be studied. Showing hole. Also, the guy looked really hot in sweats. Crunch, crunch. Timmy, this is Katie, and I just want to know, do you hate me? Because you don't play my voicemails, and Bobby and Lindsay used to play them, and... I just want to be friends. Crunch, crunch.